Hi, I hope everything finds you well this morning. I'm happy to have some time together to read through God's Word this morning. So we're on Matthew chapter 6. If you'd like to, you can turn there with me. Matthew chapter 6 will be on verse 9. And we'll just call this part 2. And Jesus is continuing to talk about the importance of secrecy, the secret places of our heart, and not doing things publicly. Now he's going to talk about the other important part of our righteous life, our living out of our faith. The first part was about giving to the poor and the needy. The second part is about prayer. And I thought that was interesting that that's really all Jesus talks about there. This is the second part, our personal fellowship with him. Jesus is, does something really neat here. He doesn't talk a whole lot about how to pray. Rather, you'll notice he's talking more about how not to pray. He does not want us to pray like other religions. He doesn't want us to look at Buddhists or look at Muslims or look at even religious Jews and mark how they pray and go, I should pray like them. He wants us to live an entirely different way. Jesus came as a reformer. Jesus came to fix where the world was broken religiously. So let's look at how he was fixing prayer in this section here. He starts out, we'll, we'll start here in uh, verse 5. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. So the two things He doesn't want us to do is first, He doesn't want us to pray in order to be seen by others. Again, He wants the intention of our heart to be focused at the right person, our Father in Heaven. This is not something to do so that you're going to be seen and noticed by other people. This is something that is done only because you want to relate to your Father, building intimacy between you and one other person, your loving, kind, and good Father who is in heaven. The second part is when you pray, don't heap up empty phrases. Don't think you're going to be heard because you say so much things, so many things. Even the time when Jesus taught us about the parable of the unjust judge, the, the unjust judge, heard the woman because she kept coming to him over and over and over and over again. And he said, your heavenly father, how much more a loving good father will give to you what you need. He's not encouraging us to come to God over and over and over again. What he's doing is trying to let us know we will be heard by our father. And you need only come to the father once on an issue, but just come to the father, trusting him, having faith in him knowing that he hears you. You can come to as many times as you want. But don't be like those of other religions and those who don't really know God, the hypocrites. For they think they will be heard because of their many 
words. Don't be like them, he said, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Every time we come to God in prayer, we should understand this, that as I'm coming to him, he knows what I'm going to ask him and what I need before I even ask. My friend, the grace is already provided. The answer is already on its way. He just wanting us to build a relationship with him by coming to him and asking him. I think in, even of my, as my children, you know, I know what they need before they even ask me. I just really want them to come and ask because I want a relationship with them. I want to talk to them. I want them to come to me. I want them to feel my hand, touch them, and give them the gift that they need. And our Heavenly Father is the same way. He wants to meet your need, but He wants something even more than to meet your need. He wants to meet your need with His own hand. He wants a relationship to be built between you and Him. So now He teaches us how to pray. And you even see how not to pray. <laughs> in how he teaches us to pray. So he says, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. The first thing, pray as a child with his Father. Know who it is you're talking to. Don't be like those of other religions who pray these third-person prayers or cast these prayers up toward heaven hoping they'll be heard. Direct your prayer toward a person and know the relationship you have with that person. It is your father and it is your father in heaven. Hold his name dear. Hallowed be your name. His name is pure. His name is holy. He is powerful and he is righteous. Hold his name hallowed in your heart. Then he says, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's not about what I want, and it's not about my kingdom, or the kingdom of a man, or the kingdom of anyone else. Lord, this is about your throne and your kingdom. And will your kingdom please come down here, and will your will please be done down here, just as it is in heaven, let it be here. This wonderful preface to prayer he gives, connecting ourselves to him as our father, and then realizing Every prayer we could ever pray, think up, or desire will be answered in this, his kingdom, coming to earth, his will being done on earth, just as it is in heaven. I see simplification here. We complex things. We, we're very complicated people. When we make things complicated. Jesus wants things to become simplified in your life. This is a prayer of simplification your kingdom your will on earth just it is in heaven lord in this situation as in every situation this is my beginning prayer how beautiful is that how simple is that today that you would just make that your prayer and be done there but we have basic needs so we come to god with these needs Jesus helps us to sum up these needs into three categories you'll see here. He first talks about food, bread. The next thing is forgiveness. How important is forgiveness that it's one of the three basic needs Jesus shows us in prayer? And then finally, freedom, that we not be held captive by any evil thought. 
Follow me with here as we finish this up. Verse 11, give us this day our daily bread. The bread was life. The bread was food. And Jesus was the bread that came down from heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, not our weekly, monthly, or yearly portion that we have to store up and dole out and be in charge of. Lord, give us today the bread we need for today. I'm not praying for tomorrow yet. I'll pray for tomorrow when I get there. Right now, Lord, help me to simplify my life and just think about the bread that I need for today. Give me today the things necessary to give me life today, physically and spiritually. Physical bread and spiritual bread. Give us this day our daily bread. Second, verse 12, and forgive us our debts or our sins as we have also forgiven those who who owe us debts or those who have sinned against us. So realize here, something has already happened in the heart of the prayer individual here, the prayer. They have already walked in forgiveness to everyone else. Forgive us as we have already forgiven our debtors. They're not thinking about forgiving others before prayer. They're not hoping to forgive someone someday. They've already worked through this with God as we also have forgiven our debtors. This is important to know that as we come to God, probably the biggest soul-searching thing we can do before we come to God is to be sure that we have let everyone off our own hook. We don't hold anyone by the back of the neck to some debt that they owe us uh, with money, with the things, with emotions, with words. You owe me. No, they don't owe you. And the reason you want to let them go is because if you do, God is also going to answer this prayer. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And I, I like how there's this inclusion of not, it's not just me praying for myself, but there's an usness here. Forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. There's a, a community work that's going on here with forgiveness. That as I forgive my neighbor and my neighbor forgives me, it spreads like a wildfire. And forgiveness just tends to take over whole communities at a time. And do we ever need this now more than ever? There to be a movement of forgiveness and of reconciliation in, across the globe. Forgive us, Lord our sins, as we have forgiven those who have sinned against us. So the first section is about food and maintaining your your body and your spirit. The second is about the importance of forgiveness. And the third part is about freedom. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. What we want is to have the freedom to follow God. Just as Israel was trying to find freedom to worship the Lord, Pharaoh would not let them worship God like they wanted to. It was illegal. He he wouldn't let them hold the feasts and hold the ceremonies and do what was all in their heart to do. In the same way, evil and sin in our life is like our current Pharaoh, and it tends to hold us back 
to not let us worship in freedom and childlike faith. So we're praying that same prayer Israel prayed long ago. Jesus is teaching us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us, Lord. Deliver me from evil and from my own evil. Thank you, Jesus, for that. I find it interesting that we pray, lead us not into temptation. You know, there is temptation that must come, Jesus says. It must come. Temptation and the work of the enemy plays a part in your life and in my life. It refines us, it purifies us, and it strengthens our faith. But we don't ask for these things to come. We actually ask that we not be led into temptation. Lord, I don't want it. I don't want anything to do with temptation. Please, leave me not there, but deliver me from evil. That is the prayer of someone's heart who loves the Lord. I don't want to deal with any of this stuff. Just set me free. Give me freedom, Lord, so that I may worship you with all of my heart. Isn't that beautiful? So our word for today is the simplicity of this prayer. Don't pray like the pagans. Don't pray like the hypocrites. Don't pray to be seen by others and don't think your many words are going to get you answers. He already knows what you need. Know who it is you pray to. Your loving Father. And that it's about His kingdom coming That and His will. That's that's the sums it all up. So, Lord, just give me my daily bread. Lord, help me to forgive others and you forgive me. And Lord, just deliver me from evil. Oh, it's so simple. Have a blessed day, my friend, and walk in the simplicity of the sweet relationship with your heavenly Father that Jesus taught us to walk in.